drinking? Um, I'm drinking. I'm going to say this on camera. How are you, buddy? Hey, Josh. How's it going? That's, that's good to see you, man. Um, you the too. answer to your question is I am drinking a St. Andrew's Beach Brewery, the Farrier, their IPA. Wow. The Farrier. I've never heard of it. They're a really sweet um, company down in St. Andrews, which is in the Mornington. Um, and the dude's really cool. I sort of contacted him and hustled him for a better better deal on some beers and um it's it's crazy what you like how willing people are just to knock 10 percent off or whatever and um it's fucking delicious and whenever i go down there for a surf i always try and stop at this brewery it's an incredible brewery with you know a restaurant and what have you and grab a couple of these because they're they're really really great um so cheers to the boys at st andrews and here's to you mate yeah cheers i'll um i'll just get sipping my tea for the time being. Yeah, we'll see how we go. So I'm fixing up the noise cancelling. So how are you, man? I'm well. Yeah, I'm, I'm well. I'm, um, I'm busy. Sorry. Just... All right, let's sort of. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really busy. Um, I think I've said to a couple of people, I, I don't think I've been this busy, like, ever in my life. But it's, it's good. Like, COVID happened, and then I was teaching music, um, and gigging as a musician and then mm. I went to shit and so you know I've got the mining card up my sleeve so I was like oh I may as well just go make some of that sweet cash but so I did it was all <laughs> four and two rosters when I started um and then uh, yeah remember when they used to be four and ones oh, well I kind of dig that like because when I go up there I don't really I'm not there to fuck spiders as they say I just, just want to make <laughs> cash fast um but yeah, yeah. And so I did one swing of four and two and it's back to two and one now. But um, from that second break, um, I've just been really lucky and a lot of acting stuff has come back on something I was filming pre-COVID, literally mid-March. We'd done one day of filming and got shut down. So that was rescheduled and thankfully they did it around my break. So that was one break, pretty much all gone. And then the next break was the same as something new. Then there was a gap and then there was more. So it's... It's good. It's busy and it's hectic, but um, well, let's put some. Let's get some specificity there. What are these things? What are these films? Something, something. Let's talk about it because I actually haven't spoken to you in a while, so I don't. Uh, you haven't shared these with me, oh, Evan. Sorry, Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but let me just quickly uh, backtrack and give everyone a little bit of um, context here. One of my very, very first extras roles, you and I were both on that film together. What was it called again? Um, oh, I was trying to remember it the other day. Like something with tea? Holy shit. Can't even remember it. It'll come back to me. Can you believe that? Yeah. One of the first, I and I can't was, remember like the name Shape of it. Shape Nightclub. Remember that? That's right. Shape Nightclub in Perth. Um, and you and I were both running in for set at the same time. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, that guy looks like. Like, he's an actor, for oh, really? sure. I was the same thing. I was like, because you were wearing those aviators, I was like, oh, you must be one of the... Oh, yeah, so you had the purse on, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even an extra man. I, I was volunteering. That was like right when I had, you know, that all that just beautiful, innocent, just desire, just that urge, and I was just doing anything I could. Eagerness. So I, was, I literally went onto like a volunteer call sheet on FTI, and I was volunteering as... I don't know, fifth camera or 
something. I don't know. I was just running into it. Okay, door. right. Like anything I could get. Didn't you end up? But yeah, I, I got used yeah. to make sure. Apparently, I haven't seen the film. I have. What's, oh, what the fuck is it called? I have that producer Jag. Jag on it. Yes. Okay, guy. yep. So that's how we met as extras on Unknown Film. Yes. Which I, th- which I think took. I can't look at my phone because it's um, it's running the camera, and if I if I stop the app, then the camera will stop. Um, and it's it's one of the first things that you see on my IMDb page, actually. Funnily enough, but it took like three oh. years or something to. Oh, man. I haven't I haven't actually seen the film. Um, but I made the I made the trailer, which I was really stoked about because I got kicked off that chair. It was my first and only stunt. Oh, brilliant! The trailer. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's going to plague me now. Stripper. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. They were like, "Do you want to do this shot?" I was like, "I'm sure." <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, so that's how we met, and then, and you had already done Miles Pollard's class, hadn't you? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and then we sort of uh, connected over that. Yeah, yeah, because I had, I don't think I had done it yet, or I had just. I was in the middle of doing it, I think, and I felt very cool going into that class of beginners and saying, I've just been on a movie set, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like a total prick. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So there's there's context, and then we've just we've just known each other ever since. And um, I feel like we worked on something else. We didn't, but for some reason I feel we like did, oh, that's right. So we did the scene together. We did the show real scene. Which was a great day. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an epic day. It was we're supposed to do two scenes, and we got stuck just on that one. I felt so bad for um, what's her face, but um, we ended up picking it up the next day. And my Miles, being the legend that he is, um, ended up giving us. A day and a half for next to nothing back then. I mean, it would cost you seven times as much now to do something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, well, he's he's done very well with his, you know, his, his acting training, and rightfully so. Like, it's it's just so so good. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, did, I think I was the the third class he'd ever taken, and so yeah, oh, it was okay. Still very, like, yeah. Trial and error, but man, he was he was onto a good thing. Yeah. I'm just going to put a shirt on because um, it's actually getting cold, but I'm listening. Um, yeah. So what are you working on? What am I working on? Uh, right now, I'm working on a short film called Fall and Chain, um, which mm-hmm. is a third year, like a final year Curtin film school project. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been really, really fun. And there's a lot of juicy stuff in there, which is so cool. Um, and the, my, my co-star is a girl called uh, Nikki, Nicoletta Dimas, and she did Waffle with me. Um, and so we've just got a running joke that everything we do, we can't be cast without each other. Like we're literally in everything together because Perth is pretty small. Um, uh, yeah, and yeah. she auditioned for it, and I had no idea about it. And she's like, oh, I know a guy who'd be perfect for this. You should hit him up. And they did. I sent in a tape, and they're like, you're our guy. So, um, yeah, wow, that's awesome. Like a few people audition for it too, so... That was. So you're pretty. That's yeah. a nice. That's yeah, a nice, nice little thing. cherry, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just been cool. Like it's, it's just really fun, and working with Nikki is really cool because we know each other pretty well and get on well. And yeah, everyone's. I don't know. It's it's just kind of a fun set. Like 
it is a student set, but um, I, I think what we're what we're creating is is really cool. Um, yep, there there definitely are. Just every now and then, there's a little you know a student who's who's got their shit together, and they're actually they've got a little gem, and and it is. And if you can sift through the shit and, and grab one. It, they're, they're really quite valuable, I think, um, especially when you're coming up. Because, so, when I met you, you had only done the courses, but you were primarily a musician, and you sort of lingered and were indecisive or undecisive, indecisive, indecisive about, yeah, pursuing acting for a lot of years, and you were um, being very diligent with working away and earning money and creating a base and which is which is super super valuable a lot of us don't do it um, myself included we just blast it and live for today um, and then you know maybe a lockdown hits and you're fucked but um, but then when was it two years ago you decided fuck it and uh, you gave up on coming to Melbourne and went to Whopper yeah yeah, that right? yeah that's right well I, I'd actually kind of planned to move to Sydney because um, I was I was happily mining along. That's definitely not true. I was quite un- not quite true. Happy, yeah. <laughs> but then um, end of twenty sixteen, I, I I met a girl um, and uh, yep. we hit it off. And then I serendipitously lost my job. Um, she was like, <laughs> she was uh, from Germany and was travelling around in Australia. And she was like, "Do you want to come with me?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I really kind of do." And I, I felt like that was kind of a turning point because that was the first risk I'd taken in so long. I felt that I'd just been playing this safe game for years, you know, working mining or something I didn't mm-hmm. really like, but making some pretty good money, bought a house, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then mm-hmm. so we went over to just travel around Australia. It was great. And then um, the relationship didn't work out. And so I ended up in Sydney kind of pretty broken from that. <laughs> that's and then, sleeping on sleeping on my sleeping on my couch yeah. for a couple of nights. <laughs> oh man, it was a it was a very interesting time. Small moments of joy, but um, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of pain. But um, yeah, and then I was like, look, this isn't working because um, I couldn't really get through a day without crying. So I don't think that's a good way to try and establish yourself in the new city. <laughs> Have you ever seen? Um, did I show you Chris D'Elia, His stand up. Potentially. Uh, if, I, if I haven't, I'll send you the clip after. Drunk girls on a night out? Yes. Yeah. I have yeah. That. Well, that's, that's one of his specials, but the follow-up special is Man on Fire, and he talks about exactly what you just said, but he said relationships are like this. They're like up, down, up, down, up, down, 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 not up, down, downtown like this and it's so fucking good he goes on this whole rant about like the you know stealing the sheets he's like you're you're like a shitty typewriter typewriter you take it and you leave it you take it with the sheet and i'm lying there freezing my mouth's bleeding because you've got the purifier on and it's fucking (laughs) hey it's so great it's so great um I just remembered we were also, but indirect, like we didn't cross paths. We both worked on Pulse. We did. We did. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, uh, and that's, that did really yeah. well. That's, that reminds me because you, and you went to see the um, premiere or one of yeah, I, I was um, in, in Melbourne. Yeah, I was traveling around. Um, 
And yeah, that's and right. I, I think I and sent I, you a message. It was like, hey, are you coming to this? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And that would have been like maybe a month or two before uh, before I met up, went up to Sydney and saw you up in Sydney after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because oh, she was months, there. At that, it would have been that like, probably yeah. Because I went to, yeah, I went and lived in Berlin for a tiny bit during that time. Oh, I yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> bow, bow. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, All right. So full circle. Um, but yeah, and, and so well, well, from there, I came back to, to Perth because I was like, I was pretty broken and um, I was like, I may as well be sad but make some sweet cash while I'm doing it instead of just to be sad and, yeah. you know, sort of trying to find my way in a new city. Um, that just seemed a bit mm-hmm. unfathomable at the time. So yeah, so I came back and then... Yeah. Um, I just had this really strange but beautiful experience. Like I, I went to this mining job and it just, I was so sad in making those phone calls. But the instant I got to the airport to fly out for the first time, I was just like, this is where I need to be. And I almost felt that sort of Eckhart toll he talks about when he finally sort of discovered the, the joy and the, the, the bliss in life. It was just from not trying to be anything. And he was like studying in mm-hmm. Cambridge and he just quit and was like homeless for four years. But he was like, it was the best time of his life. Like he was just being, he'd just go into a park and sit and watch people for like days at a time. But anyway, so I kind of felt that. And then, um, so that was cool. And then I was just like, oh shit, the, what, the acting auditions are around again. So um, yeah, I, I went for the Whopper BA, didn't get it. Um, but had a chat with one of the guys on the panel who I knew. He said, I think this is more your, your your jam, like try this. And yeah, so I put him for the, the screen acting diploma and um, yeah, like I got it and started my year at Whopper. Which is awesome. I'm so glad that they do that because that's not always been the case that the, the screen acting side of things because there is a big divide as anyone will know in the game of between theatre and, and and the mandatory component of Whopper being that you've got to sing and dance and, and do the whole show. Um unlike NIDA. Um, so, yeah, so I, I mean, you, I remember... You didn't really have to... My understanding... I, I feel like the singing and dancing is only for MTs, like the, the music theatre students. The acting auditions... Oh, okay. Done. There's no... Well, I didn't have to sing and dance. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I always thought it was like, if you're doing the Whopper full show then that's you you've got to do everything no i'm pretty sure it's it's, like, it's, it's, it's quite separate like they have oh that's you know, good this, this brilliant music theater course which is like world renowned um and yeah then they got their i guess also very highly regarded world renowned hugh jackman all that um you know went through um yeah but i guess he is he is the fullback everyone's like oh hugh jackman <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they say one shining star. (laughs) Um, But do they? uh, Yeah, one of the guys I went uh, through, I really didn't know him well, but we had a few chats. Just a beautiful, beautiful souls, and you know, a gorgeous guy. Um, And he was in season three of Sabrina on Netflix. So, um, right, and also obviously Decker, the famous Decker in Stranger Things. Oh, is he from Whopper? Yeah, yeah, okay. But um yeah, it was all it was yeah, it was it was good and I'm glad that guy I'm glad I knew the guy on the panel and he was able to be like 
you know, I think this is advisory. Here. And yeah, and then I yeah. just put a tape down and yeah, the, the girl I knew and I got it. It was, it was really what, cool. was the, what was the scene that you did? Oh, we had to do two. So they, they purposely gave us very bland scenes and quite shitty things to happen <laughs> because I like, I guess this will, we'll just see what they can do. So I did one from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See script. how well you can polish yeah. a turd. Yeah. Yeah, I was away one and I can't even remember the other one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, it was good. I got right into it um, and yeah, recorded them here before I really knew how to do a self tape. But um, yeah, Whopper was brilliant. Isn't it? Is it uh, uh, yeah, I think that's so interesting. Isn't it funny when you start doing self tapes? Do you know what? I, I, I will confess to one of my first ever self tapes getting to the end of it and saying, scene. <laughs> and I just, oh God, I'm sure the person who's watching it was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> and, and it was like a six, yeah, six minute monologue too. And it's like, <laughs> no one's listening to it for that long, bro. I'm sure they turned it off after. Maybe they never actually got to see me make a complete prick of myself at the end of it because they turned it off long before. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have any. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of stuff like that. Um, like when I was in New York and I started going for commercials and they wanted a chat to camera, and I just when I when I moved to Melbourne and started doing. Um, training for chats to cameras at tafta i was i was instantly um uh tuned in or illuminated to how badly my i must have done on those chats to cameras but not knowing my frame not knowing what was what was the driving objective of a chat to camera so i would have been like well you know i'm new to new york and uh I'm, I'm an Aussie and uh, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I, mean, I would have been all over the fuck. <laughs> I would have been all over the place, you know, um, because they're actually quite hard. It's a real skill. So these were self-tapes to, self tapes, self tapes for chat. No, no, no. So, no, no, no. When you go in for like a commercial audition, a lot of them, especially non-speaking roles, they'll just want to chat to camera from you just to get your essence. Ah, right. Like, Tell us about your whole So it'll be like, hi, can you tell us? Yeah, can you tell us about your name? What have you been working on lately? Um, you know, what makes you really fucking whatever, you know? And it's generally you want to find something that's kind of cheerful but middle of the road. So it's like not too bright but not too dark and not too philosophical or, you know, like a headshot. Basically a headshot, like, you know, a thousand headshots stitched together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they want to... And there's that thing of, you know, most directors, as soon as they hit play, if you're like, hi, bam, next one, they won't even get, the high has got to be perfect. Do you know what I mean? It's a real, especially when they're sitting down to a hundred of them as opposed to maybe 10 that they might've seen in the old days or, or whatever. So that, that was really illuminating to just how like much I was winging it out there and why I never booked anything. You know, like, um, I, I remember going in for a Nissan commercial and it was like pretty good money. It was probably 15 grand or something like that. And it was like, um, four days shooting in Texas, you know, and it was going to be really great. And I remember you know, getting my gear on. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm the guy. And I got to the casting room and of course there's 
five other dudes that all look like me. But I remember the casting director or, or, you know, the guy who sort of run the place giving me the once over and sort of giving me a nod like, yeah. And then going in there and just like losing it. <laughs> so, and she's like, well, it's, it's not as serious as that. You know, it's, it's a car commercial and it's, maybe we could just lift it up. And, you know, when you get that little like twitch or a tremor, I'm like, Oh my god, my, my cheeks twitching. Could you see my cheek twitching? Oh. She's like, "No, your cheeks, your cheeks fine. Just you know what?" And she really, she really did work with me. And and I thought, "Oh fuck!" And I was so broke too. I was like, "Geez, 10, 10, 10 American, ten thousand American would be pretty sweet yeah, to have right yeah. now." Trip to Texas, something to sort of convince my agency that I was worth it because I'd come into the end of a six month trip and I hadn't booked anything, and he was so certain that I was gonna fly out of the gates um sorry buddy (laughs) (laughs) never happened (laughs) well not anymore though you booked a a car commercial here didn't you you booked a a hubble yes i did which which lots of my friends send me send me um screenshots of i I think about you every time i see one (laughs) i go to take i I go to take a photo and they're like no don't touch your phone while you're driving (laughs) They are just the worst commercial too. Fucking hell. I haven't actually seen the commercial. Uh, you just told me. Oh, haven't you? Oh, yeah, right. I'll yeah, send it to you. You can watch it. <laughs> um, i tell you what though. It, it, they, it came back around for a second, for a second run. So I got a, a, another rollout fee just as the first lockdown hit. So it was, yeah, it was crazy. One of those, it was re- like Layla's born. A week later, we're in lockdown. I lose 70% of my business. And then maybe two weeks later, I get an email from my former agency um, saying, we managed to jack up your roll, your, your buyout too. It's not a buyout, but a rollover fee too. So there was a couple of grand that came through and got me through. So thank you, Haval. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and actually, I made a great contact. That uh, well, a connection with the director is a really good guy, um, Nick Clifford. I've really been trying to get him on the podcast too, but just one of those generous dudes who sat with me like a year later and had a chat about my feature and how I might, you know, strategically try and get money for it. Stuff like, you know, like an hour of his time yeah, from yeah. someone Sorry, who's made of the, a... The yeah, but he does a lot of short films and, and features yeah, and that yeah. as well. So he's, yeah, a, a good dude. So, so... Um, now, last year, you, in a hurry, had to grow some facial hair for a period piece, didn't you? I did. Am I, I remember that correctly? That was a bigger thing. That was something worth, like, tell me about um, it. So that was uh, uh, a film called uh, The Furnace. Um, so I was, I was just working in Perth at the time. Um, and yeah, and the audition came through. And I went for the audition. It was pretty much all improvised. Um, but they threw... In person? Yeah, it was an in-person with Nikki, Nikki Barrett um, casting. So one of the big ones, I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so she was in the room, which is cool. And then this other guy from Perth. And then, um, yeah, we went in and I thought... Because it was all kind of improvised. Um, and we just kind of ran out the scene. I don't know how much I can say about the scene. But, um, like, you know, there's, there's quite specific action... Um, and mm-hmm. so yeah, and so they, we just acted it out, and I was thinking, man, this is like terrible. Like all I was trying to do, um, 
because I called my uh, one of my lecturers from Wofford and I was be like, hey, Damon, Damien Foley, lovely, lovely man, um, who was our main contact at, at Wofford, um, took us for a lot of the film stuff. Um, and he, I was like, how do you think I should approach this? Like, and he said, it's just improvised. Just all you have to do is just go in and be present. Like, you can't really prepare for it. And I was like, great. That yeah. put me at ease. I just tried to do that. And, um, and yeah, and I was, I was working before the audition and I had to go back to work after. I was working with my dad at a gardening job and I told him, man, I did not get that audition. <laughs> yeah, and then like four weeks later, I, um, I got an email saying, um, you've got the part, please, please let us know if you're willing to accept. And I was like, incredible. So um, uh, yeah, so that has um, gone on to do great things. That is now the only Aussie film at the Venice Film Festival this year, which is so Oh, exciting. wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, my, my role is quite small. Um, uh, I, I have one scene and one line with uh, my brilliant scene partners, um, Don <laughs> Smith, who's a Perth actor, and then this Sydney-based comedian called Sean Chilbra, um, who's a very funny man, quite, quite well-known. Um, uh, and yeah, so... It was just such a fun day. Um, but yeah, so for, for Roderick McKay, who directed it, it's just it's such an achievement and it's so cool. He's there in Venice now. I saw a post. Um, what, this what is it about? Uh, so it is about uh, two... It's about a prospector who steals mm-hmm. a couple of bars of gold um, and is trying to get them to a furnace to melt down the symbols mm-hmm. of the crown. On the girl, so you can mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. my girl!" <laughs> right? Um, yeah, take the brand so off. On the way, he meets uh, a a Gan Camellia, um, and so he is like, "It's his film. It's the Camellia's film." And so those two have this very hate relationship at the start, but it turns into kind of love hate by the end. Um, so it's essentially mm-hmm. like a buddy adventure film. Um, yeah, but it's um, a huge part of the film is all the different dialects they use um, and all the different languages so they have Budimaya, um, which is the local language of the region um, and they have like Pashto they have Mandarin obviously they have English and there's another one in there that I can't quite remember um, so all these uh, are done in the film and all the all the main actors have to learn like this Budimaya language because the first 15 minutes is pretty much all Budimaya which is brilliant which is what? Um, oh, it's like the it's an Aboriginal language around I think the Yamaji region, like around Geraldton. So this film, okay, sorry, a bit more context. The film was. It is shot on location as to where it yeah, is. So it was shot in Mount Magnet yeah. in Kalbarri. Um, oh, so, okay. Wow, Mag- Mount Magnet. What a beautiful <laughs> place. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then um, also all this because that's like a big part of Australia's history. You know, um, all these kind of uh, Afghan communities yeah. interacting with like white people and Aboriginal people, um, and yeah, and it's just. It's never really been put to put on camera before, and it's it was so cool. Did did that? Did they end up recreating? So up and outside of Mount Magnet in those days, there was a bar which was the longest bar or something like that in the Southern Hemisphere, and it's there's a there's a ruin that you really? can go and check out. Yeah, and it's there still at outside Mag, Mount Magnet, and it would be part of that that history for sure. Well, it's really bar. interesting. I think that's it's something like that. It was it was you know, 
had some kind of claim to fame like that, but the 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 shell of it is still there. Yeah. Um, my dad and I did, um, oh, what's it called? Pegging out there for a tenement oh, okay, um, yeah. years ago, and then I ended up working um, as a field assistant for Sandfire, looking for copper and uranium and shit all around that area as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's a really... I've actually worked out there a fair bit as well. Like, with yeah. mining, my current job is, that's the nearest big place, Mount Magnet. I'm at 80K is northwest of Mount Magnet currently. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, cool. And yeah, and I, my first ever foray into mining was in Yalgu, which is just about 200 right. meters. BHP, to the right? Ocean, the Mount Magnet. Um, no, no, I think it's just a, a solo town. I'm pretty sure. Um, there's not like no the company you worked for was BHP oh, wasn't it? Um, no, no, I never worked for BHP. I worked for. A oh. I generally try to avoid the, the blue chip miners. The bigger ones. I like children, right, so. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Safety Nazis. But, uh, yeah, so that was that was really cool to be a part of, and um, I like a big budget. I've heard a lot of different things. Like the biggest I heard was twenty five mil, and the lowest I heard was about nine mil. But um, yeah, it was definitely the biggest production I. I ever seen I had a trailer um there were plane flights it was cool I had like people you, driving me to and from set and everything yeah it was pretty mental um <laughs> that's unreal dude it was the first yeah. time I'd seen like that full chain of command um so yeah the director and the DOP were both in a tent um you know behind the camera and then they liaised with like the first AD and the first AD was the one that spoke to me and then every now and then Roderick the director would come out but um yeah it was just cool being part of that huge kind of organism and then yeah it, it, it's a bit stressful the first time you know they're like action you're like yeah maybe like 40 or 60 people were just like oh what should you do your thing i was like <laughs> i know but, yeah, yeah. yeah no it was so much fun go time and i think the best bit about that experience was so i, I was in my magnet for two nights and um i was a bit disenchanted with the whole acting thing by then i'm just like I don't know, but, but then, so that night, I just... Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you were disenchanted again after Whopper and, and all of that training and you've just got a big, a part, a part in the film and you still managed to sort of find that, I don't know about this spot? Yeah, well, Whopper was an interesting year for me. We can go into that um, more. It wasn't the happiest year. Yeah. For, for reasons outside of um, Whopper. Um, but, sure. Yeah, and I think by the end of it, I was just kind of glad to be done and just, um, but yeah, but, but yeah, I, I did. Sorry, I, I know. I've, 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 but then this film kind of brought yeah, it back right. because I was just hanging out with all those actors again, like David Wenham is on this film, uh, Trevor Jamison um, is on this film, and all these dudes um, who are big up and comers. Um, and I was just, just one of the guys there. Like, I, I remember, and we were at the Matt Magnet. Uh, one of three, as you do. Yeah. Um, and they were, sorry, one of two. Um, and yeah, one of the guys, uh, he was one of the leads. But I, I'd never met him before. Um, and I was like, oh, so is this, I don't know, is this your first film? What's going on? And he's like, oh, it's my second, actually. Um, but can I tell you about my first? I was like, oh, man, yeah, I'd love to hear about it. And this, this motherfucker had just gone and won, like, the best up-and-comer of the Venice Film Festival for his last film, his first role. And I was like, oh, oh wow. this is like the real deal. And it was, it was so <laughs> cool. He was a lovely guy called, called Bakerly Gundamar. So he plays 
Warak in this film, who's uh, like the best mate of the lead. Um, so yeah, brilliant guy. But he was in a film called The Nightingale, which is a... I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. That and, man, it's That's a nuts film. I haven't... Of, yeah, all that I've... genocide of mm. Aboriginal people from Tasmania. It's intense. But, um, yeah. Yeah, but just, just feeling like one of the guys in that thing. And I was like, all these people kind of do what I want to... Mm-hmm. Are at where I want to be, and it was just for yes. those two days. It just I just kind of slotted in, and I was like, "This is so awesome, yeah." And then yeah, that definitely buoyed buoyed me up a bit. Um, so uh, yeah, it propels you along. Um, it gives you gives you a sniff. I um, it was interesting. You were talking about how you um, you auditioned for this, and you reached out to one of your lecturers. And I did the exact same thing when I was auditioning um, for my first feature in that it was um, improv. And I sat down with Miles like for a coaching session and, and he's like... Is this, is this Weevil? This is for Weevil, yeah. Um, he's like, well, it's pretty vague and there's, that's, that's part of the plan. Um, and you can love it or hate it, but that's, that's the deal. So all you need to do is just know what that guy does for a job. So you've got some dialogue that you can throw in there and just answer it however you'd answer it. Like literally, don't even worry about a fucking character or what he would say. Just say what you would say and and feel emotion how you would feel emotion for with whatever they throw at you and just listen. Like exactly what your coach said. Just just be present and have a listen. And, 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 and the winner was... In essence. It is the crux of acting, acting too. And, and, and when you've got lines and you've got a plan, you kind of forget it when you're scared and new and fresh and people are watching and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I don't know if I would have done my prep the way that I did it um, if he hadn't have given me that little... Just like he does, just those little fucking nuggets that are so so good. Um, and what I learned from that is that if you audition in that with, with that same sort of premise of it just being, however, not uh, some people need to to um, you know embed themselves in the idea of a character, and I get that that's some people's style, but certainly for me, it's got to be. I don't want to say I am the character, you know what I mean? But I can't do that other thing. So if I just literally do whatever I would do and if that works, then I know I can keep it up. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to be found out where I haven't done enough coverage of this character. You know, it it be it's so much easier for me to to um to to, to deliver on across the board. I was talking to um, I had an interview with uh, for Stringy Bark because it's just come out on Ozflix and yeah. um, actually it's I, it's I it's the, it the I was going to watch it this morning I just ran out of time but um sure it's sure um, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one of the most successful openings they've had ever on that platform Congrats, which is is really is so great yeah. yeah. but he was asking me in this interview like what was your you know how did you plan or prep to you know become ned kelly or whatever i was, I, I didn't i didn't do any prep like that at all i just 
was like, well, my strength is to be still and to be calm and to not be flamboyant or vicious or evil. So I'm just going to do that and let everything else take care of the rest. And that's a valuable lesson that I learned. And so, because it was interesting when you watch the film, there's a real juxtaposition between me and the other guys because they're all theatrically trained. And so they went big and I went small and neither one is the right or wrong choice, but there creates this hierarchy between us, which is perfect for the film, which was not a plan, you know? And and it's funny, um, your your last interview um, with Dylan Smith, which is brilliant, by the way. Well done. Um, such a Thank you. Um, there's so much gold in that. But he um, was talking about, you know, like... Getting out of your own way. Yeah, well, just, and letting you come through. Like, like that's your true strength. Mm. You know, he, he said that line, no one was ever cast because they're the best actor. They got out of their own way and let their authentic self come through. Something like that. But, um, yeah... I think you're pretty close to the mark there, actually. <laughs> yeah, cool. No, he's, yeah, it's very, very good. But, but um, also, like, he's auditioning smart too, like for this Furnace film, like another mm. thing, um, a really good thing that Damien told me was um, because the characters, it, it's, it's, it's set in 1890 Australia. So uh, apparently that had a lot of people come through dressed up in like what they thought was period costumes <laughs> at the time. And Damien just said, look, what is this guy? And I was like, I guess essentially he's like a tradesman, you know, he's like a worker, like blue collar. He's like, just dress as blue collar today. What is blue collar for you? So I just went in there, I was doing a gardening job that day. So I just wore some dirty jeans and some boots and I changed my shirt. I just put on like a blue sort of mechanic kind of shirt that I had. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's just like, you know, it's obviously not 1890, but it's definitely worker. And yeah. That's, they just, just, they just need a hint, man. Yeah. They just need a hint. That's right. They want your brand. They, they're, they're thinking about it. They've got you in a mid shot on their screen, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's gonna, that, that, that slots in nicely. I can see them fitting that. And we can work with the rest. A lot of it is just that, especially when they're improving. It's just like, okay, that's cool. This guy can play. He can listen and he looks good or he fits what I have in my mind. Done. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's this, this whole, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's wicked, man. I can't wait to see it. Is it available to see? Uh, no, it hasn't been premiered um, yet, so it's, okay. it's not out. Um, they had a, a cast and crew screening in Perth about two, two weeks mm-hmm. ago, three weeks ago. So you saw it? Yeah, I got to see it. It's, um, Were you stoked? Yeah, it's, like, it's like the first time I've really been, like, <laughs> like really, like, you know, I, I, I don't have a huge body work at all. But I was just so proud to be a part of this. It was like, it's such a beautiful mm. film. It's got such a, a great and timely message, like, especially for now, you know, when the world's in such a, such a mess, you know, like capitalism and materialism are all just like reigning supreme. And this message in this film is just so beautiful. It's just like, you know, we all know what the right path is. It's just, you know, there's a great line. Do we take in that it? Film from <clears throat> Trevor Jamison. Um, and he's talking to. Uh, the main character who at one point has made maybe not the best choice and he said um, the gold or like the the yellow rock he discovers he's got this gold on him and he's like this yellow rock it drives people mad Um, they'll they'll turn against everything their most core beliefs in order to do something for that rock and it's just like yeah it's so good Um, so yeah it was and it's so beautiful man like the cinematography and it's all done in WA um, 
except for the main cast, I'm pretty sure everyone's from Perth, like all, all the production team and everything, and Roderick mm-hmm. is just a Perth boy who's about to start doing very well, I'd imagine, which is, I'm so Yeah, excited. yeah. He's so lovely. He's beautiful too. He's got like, he should be on screen. <laughs> He's got like, Pepper Bane's long hair, and yeah, he's a cool guy. Um, but yeah, and, and another really cool part I should mention of this film is that, so um, I'm, I'm lucky to have a, very, a couple of very clever friends, um, and one of my best mates, a guy called James Bednall, Dr. James Bednall now, um, actually did the translations for the, the Buddy Mind language. So he was brought up oh, as wow. a translator, and then um, another very clever friend of mine, a girl called Rosie, um, she... Uh, did she organised that through the language centre? So she organised all the language translations of the Aboriginal um, languages. So it's kind of cool that we've all got a little part of this film. So that was nice. And you, and, and they yeah, were and that would not have had my audition. And I remember sitting down with them. Oh wow! And I was like, I'll see you guys on set. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, I went there, but I still got the role. So that was cool. <laughs> I think you'll you all be together in the um, in the credits. Yes. Well, we're, we're kind of spaced apart, but. It's there, yeah. Yeah, I figured you would be. Um, <laughs> so, well, now that you've you've got a bit more of a kick in your step, you're working on a short film now. Yes. But is that that must be wrapped? Is it? Uh, no, no. We've got uh, final day of shooting, final main day of principal photography on Sunday. Um, yeah, this coming Sunday. So we've got a big day lined up. We've done everything else and then because I do fly and fly out I'm off again next Tuesday so they've booked aside a day when I'm back next in case I need any pickups or anything like that but mm, yeah right yeah how many days shooting all up I think there's been four okay yeah so yeah yeah um, not too bad for yeah, sure quite, quite grueling but then other days like we had this kind of, like definitely the juiciest scene of the film for me. It was so much fun. Um, I just kind of had to be like, uh, you know, like it's, it's the, the film is about um, uh, a lady, Jean, who lives with her husband, who is quite manipulative and controlling and rather abusive, not necessarily outwardly, but just by the way he treats her. Um, and so, yeah, getting to let that kind of manifest a bit physically the other night and kind of confront her in a way that was Mm -hmm. just getting to play something a bit dangerous and definitely Mm -hmm. stuff I never do in real life so it's yeah it's fun kind of (laughs) letting that out and just going for it but that was all super Mm -hmm. quick it was just all like you know a couple of wides and then just almost straight into close-ups and stuff and yeah just had fun I was almost disappointed we didn't go longer but um yeah but yeah, so that's done. And then next break. So uh, these guys I met ages ago as extras on a film set. Um, uh, they've actually gone on to have quite a successful uh, wedding photography and video business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is a guy called Aiden Blake and uh, Janine, his lovely wife. Um, and so every year they've done a short film um, just, you know, keep the creative juices flowing, whatever. Um, but this year they've mm-hmm. kind of gone all out and so they've done, I think, a couple of them 
I think they've done three short films now, but the one they're doing this year like is quite epic. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, I've got a role as uh, in in that, I guess. And so that's already started shooting, but it's quite bitsy because it's not. Um, you know, I don't think anyone's getting paid, so they're just working around people's schedules. Right. Mm-hmm. So my first day of shooting is in about three weeks, um, three or four weeks. Um, yeah, but I've got quite a good role in that too. Um, but um, yeah, it's very Game of Thrones esque. Um, <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, very epic. Um, and then the, uh, another really fun project I was a part of, which started filming during COVID, or just before COVID lockdown hit, and we had to stop. Uh, there's this thing called Slippery Business. So that's really good fun. So that's about a sex shop, which is going under. <laughs> and like the guy who runs a sex shop um, is a brilliant actor called uh, Jesse Phillips. Um, uh, yeah, so he's kind of our fearless, our fearless leader, um, but he's very much in the shit. And so he kind of resorts to like <laughs> mafia-esque kind of um, means to keep the shop afloat. Um, yeah, but it's, it's much more about, that's like the premise, but it's much more about the interactions and the relationships between the people in the store. So I got to play mm-hmm. a character called Errol, who is just a <laughs> bit of a, bit of a loser. <laughs> um, like socially inept and really awkward. Um, you know, he's got that kind of weird, like he would know, would know how to handle a gun, that kind of vibe, you know, just real like something's okay. off, but very lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we filmed that for most of, I think, two breaks ago for me. I kind of work my schedule around breaks. Mm, yep. Yesterday, very yep, I remember what it's like. Put the schedule around my schedule. So I think five mm-hmm. or seven days of my break were on that. And, but yeah, so that's done now. And that's going to be released as a web series. It's being edited right now. So oh, I'm cool. Really for that. Like, it, was, um, it started off as a short film last year. And then... They pitched that short film to a couple of people and the city of Mandra gave them like $10,000, which is incredible. And so they put that towards obviously all the incidental fees of making mm-hmm. a production mm-hmm. and then um, they held off on paying anyone and put it towards like a mentorship kind of for editing, writing and I think cinematography. Um, so yes, the script was pretty tight and it's like properly funny. So um, yeah, I'm really excited for that one to be let loose on the world. So it's been shot. Yeah, that one's in being shot. It's in post right now. It's being edited as we speak. Dude, so you've been you've been hustling. You've been doing a lot. Yeah, it's been really busy. Um, and yeah, it's 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 just really cool. And I was in the uh, the second feature film I was in uh, was the start of 2019. Um, a, a really fun dinner table farce meets zombie horror. That's what the writer described it as. <laughs> so it's like really script. And we shot that down south for two weeks at the start of 2019, like early January, I think. I was just at your wedding. Um, I, I told them I was going to be a day late because I can't get out of this thing. And that was your wedding. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Ah. Um, so that was why that- I couldn't probably stay around that much that late that night. Yeah, oh, to to the next day to start shooting. That's right, that's yeah. right. But yeah, 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 yeah. Two months ago um, as part of the Rev Film Festival in Perth. So, um, yeah, that, okay. was, yeah. that was really cool. Um, 
and that's doing a couple of film festivals around the world now. It's doing one in Manchester, and then it's got selected to be at I think Frightfest in which is oh, yeah. screening yeah. in LA, and like the old Chinese theatre where they used to hold the Oscars in like November, I think. So, yeah. I fucking told you you should you should um, endeavor with the acting thing, man. Yeah. So I don't like. I don't know this stuff means anything. I, 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 You're I welcome. Really mean, That's fine. No problem. But yeah, so it's, it's, it's just been really cool. Like, and I think that's, um, I just feel really good about the acting right now. And it just, like, even though nothing much has changed, I guess, it's just like a mindset because a couple of things have come out mm. and, and they're not shit. Um, and I'm like, wow, this is cool. Um, yeah, and then I'm just so busy, like, with all these smaller projects. So, yeah, it feels good right now. It feels like there's a bit of momentum. Whether it's there or not, it feels like it, and that's what counts for me. I love it. Um, I'm just going to grab another beer, mate. Are you going to get that little beer of yours out of the fridge? Well, look, I'll go to Lou, and I'll think about it. Yeah, man, that's really, I'm fucking, I'm so pumped about that. I got to tell you, like, I just, I was, you know, I've known you, what, six years now, seven years, and I always hoped that you would get that run on with acting because you sort of dip your toe in and step out and dip your toe in and you're torn between making money and pursuing uh, pursuing your music career and, but I think you're a, like you love music, but there's this thing that's always pulling you towards being in front of the camera um, and and telling a story that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I think um, I had a, a really good uh, psychology session the other day uh, with, with Sarah Schubert, who you actually put me on to way back in the day. She's still awesome. She's incredible. She's super lovely. I'm so, so um, glad for that. Yeah, she's great. If, say hi for me. Yeah. She probably doesn't remember me, but if you do, but I will. I'll, I'll, I'll tell her. I'm seeing her next time. I'm in yeah. As well. But um, yeah, we're doing some EMDR stuff. Oh, wicked! Kind of exciting. And, yeah, it's good. But so last, this just yesterday, I think we had a session, and um, which I'm just trying to talk about like what all these different things are for me because I have these three very different things in my life. Like you know, I got mining, which is like you know the bread winner, mm-hmm. and then I've got acting which is kind of this I don't know I don't know what it is um, but it's it feels kind of very dangerous and very exciting but it's very intoxicating and it's it's fantastic like it's what it really excites mm-hmm. me it's what gets me going and then music which is something that is and I assume always will be kind of like home mm-hmm. it's just I'm you just, feel I'm safe there I was six mm. yeah and I'm like I'm, I'm I'm really good at it and like I teach music I'm a trombonist mm-hmm. um, and yeah so like in classical music it's just my jam like it's I, I love it so much and the more, the more you delve into it like the more there is to discover mm. yeah I, I don't think I'll ever lose that but just trying to um, yeah just trying to work out how they can all work together um, but uh, like a beautiful thing that happened last year I started conducting as well um, which was incredible. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I was conducting two ensembles actually, um, and that's always been something I wanted to pursue musically. Um, but uh, yeah, there's just something. So when you're in front of an orchestra, I've only conducted an orchestra a very small number of times, but I was 
the music director of a brass band in Perth. Um, so that was like my main weekly call. And just when everything's on, like conducting is, is brilliant. It's just using like all the parts of my brain, you know, it was like crowd control, a bit of performing, a bit of acting, and then all your musical skills, people just ask you like, oh, what's this rhythm? And I'm like, and you know, <laughs> just gotta like get it there. But uh, most of the times you do and, but yeah, but there's something so, there's something so cool about acting. I think acting scares me like every time I go on set, but like in a, in a good mm-hmm. way. And I think it forces me to be vulnerable, maybe in ways I can't be with music because of what we were talking about before, maybe with Dylan talking about that as well. Like, um, and I love, the, there's a great interview Sam Jones did with uh, Ethan Hawke, who talks mm-hmm. about working with the brilliant Robin Williams mm-hmm. on the Depot Society. Society. And <coughs> he talks about Robin the brilliance of Robin Williams is that he even said even he didn't know what he was going to do mm. in a scene he said um, like some people like you know have different methods and everything but he said it's always the worst when people come in with this is how I'm going to do this scene and it's like they're trying to force force their interpretation of the art onto you know the production the scene the other actor when the art comes from, I guess, that working together. Mm-hmm. And he said Robin was the best at that. He just said he would just work with whatever mm-hmm. and make it his thing. And I think, like, Wapo was really good for that. Just kind of, we just did so many scenes. And I, I felt at the end of it, like, that's the thing. You just got to go in and almost forget, like, maybe get where you want to be. If you got to get emotional or angry or whatever, like, have that in your body beforehand and then walk through and just leave mm-hmm. it and just roll with whatever. Yeah. And I think that's, the thing that really scares me and that you can't control. But my God, it's, it's really intoxicating. It's, it? it's, it's so yeah, I think, I think. And it's so, like, it's exquisite. We don't really do that in life. I don't, oh, I don't know. I, it's just, it provides this, this thing, which is just magic, which, yeah, it's a shame it's so hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just to make money off it and even just to do it. Like, a lot of people... Like I, I'm so lucky that I get to do all these like little short film projects. Mm-hmm. Like even those are hard to come by for a lot of people, I'm sure. But um, yeah, it is something. That, come, what what a treat it would be to just be able to do that. Yeah, a hun- uh, yeah. To- you, you, it's it's um, you're so so on point there. When you when you start getting a taste of just of of what it would be like, like I remember the first time, um being on set for like more than a day and and sort of turning to the other actors and saying fuck this i i could do this every day you know we ended up being out on on set mm-hmm. for eight days and <clears throat> wishing there was more there, that there was weeks or months to go you know being disappointed that it was over i, I absolutely loved it oh, fucking eyelash in my eye um <laughs> Yeah, well, that's so good, man. That's so great. And so, yeah, and I, go on. I, I think another great thing on that is that every every production I've done, I feel I always learn something because you're just thrown into, maybe I'm more acutely aware of it because I work in mining, so a lot of my days are spent on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm driving dump trucks. But when you're on a film set, like you're just surrounded by people all the time. There's no rest. And I find... I always 
get some life lessons thrown my way okay. on film sets. Yep. Um, you know, it's sometimes a thing I've, I've done wrong and I fucked up, but um, other times it's you know, maybe you'll do something right, but just like outside of the acting. And I, I really like that about acting too. Um, you know, you just have these, because they're such intense, intense pressure situations. Um, Example. Yeah. I think on this last shoot, the one I'm currently doing, um, I'm by far the oldest person on set, so I'm 32. And Nikki, my amazing uh, co-star, co co-star, um, is uh, she's she's funny. So she's 19, <laughs> I think maybe 20. She was 17 when we started. Isn't that crazy? I just like <coughs> a 17 year old in God knows how long. Mm-hmm. But everyone always joked she was like the youngest. Well, she wasn't the youngest. There were three 17 year olds, but she's like the most mature of my father. Yeah. But it's it's just kind of cool, just like. Just, I, I think you were talking about that with Dylan as well. Like, maybe on a set being surrounded by people who are just so young, just some, you just notice differences. And I found that a lot of Whopper as well. But um, yeah, just like, oh, I, I do know some of this. You know, um, I know what's happened. People have come to me and asked me a thing or two, and I'm like, <laughs> I was just like, I laugh, and then I'm like, oh, they're serious. Oh, okay. And then, and then you're like, oh, actually, I do, I. I do have an answer for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just it's it's cool to be able to kind of impart that. Um, like like that's a positive. I've had negative ones, but I won't go into them. But um, yeah, like um, yeah, I, I I think it's just cool to realize that oh, you know, I, I do know some of this stuff, and just by virtue of being thirty two and having lived some life, and maybe having. Some maturity. It doesn't matter. Someone, a lot would argue not as much as I should, but you know, um, yeah. But in saying that, when I say I won't go into some of the negative ones, the negative ones are probably turn out the most positive in the end because they teach you the biggest lessons. We are the sum of our experiences. Slap in the face. And we yeah, should be grateful so, for all of them if you're happy with who you are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's. It's good. Like acting is is this beautiful thing, and I think it forces me to, um, yeah, I don't know. Like you, you're just constantly delving into yourself and exploring that as well, um, which is cool. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it's this beautiful thing. But it all started with um, old Miles Pollard. Um, yeah, that that first class. I remember I had this like like literally mind blowing experience in there. On, on the last day, we've been working towards it, and we ended up running a scene oh, just for the camera. Oh, the old uh, um, Goodwill hunting scene. <laughs> oh, well, no, it, it wasn't that for me. Oh, for I you. thought you did the like, same one. Oh, no, it was just, just like, it was a nothing scene. <clears throat> it was just like a lot of dialogue. Like, oh, how, I don't know. It, it was just two people who... One was trying to get some information out of the other. And so I went away with the actress I was paired with. Um, uh, and yeah, we came up with the context that we were like engaged, um, had been together for many years, we knew each other well. Um, but yeah, and then we, she was trying to get, oh, I, I don't even remember. But anyway, and so we came in, we were like, yeah, and we ran the scene and Miles was like, that was shit. Um, <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> um, and so we took the girl out of the room and told her something. I don't know. That's the brilliance of it. Um, 
and then he took me aside and he was like, Kevin, have you ever been in love? Um, and I had, and that was still very much a tangible thing for me. Um, and I was, and he's like, channel that. When this woman, when, I can't remember her name, when, when she walks in the room, like, that's the person, she's going to be the mother of your children, like, she's your life partner, think about that. And so I did that, and then this girl came in the room, and he'd obviously told her something pretty intense as well. Um, and yeah, it was just that thing, like, I, I, I kind of forgot the lines, like, I got some of them out, um, and she, she started crying, and I was like, fuck, and I was just... I get goosebumps and think about it. I haven't told this story for a while. No, he's talking about it. <laughs> I know. But yeah, and, and then we just had this real genuine, beautiful, like real moment, like between mm-hmm. two people. Um, and Miles at the end, he just clapped and he's like, that's happening. And I was like, fucking no. But then what messed it up for me was like, and I couldn't, I, I really struggled too. Uh, Wapa was good for this. Um, but you know, kind of in that moment, like like this girl was was lovely, um, uh, but I, I, I didn't really think anything more of it mm-hmm. other than that. I was like, oh, you know, like she's very cute, whatever. Um, but then during that scene, I just it's almost like because we were talking about like love and a relationship, and I kind of just like something clicked inside mm-hmm. me, something so powerful in that moment, and it's almost like I I actually fell in love with her. <laughs> like the, the character, the actress in that moment. And then I just spent the next hour and a half while everyone else was running theirs, just kind of sitting there like shocked. And it was literally a turning point for me. I was like, I've never been that moved by music. And I've done one four day acting course. And here I am. So. And that's, that, but that's, so that's like the. I've got to do more. Yeah. Of and that's like the power of. So that's where it started. Power me. of technique too, right? And, and, and like acting techniques and skills that get you to that place to make it so real you know and then it's being able to uh, apply it to you know a plethora of different actors multiple times and still getting the same or varied but high caliber results is that's the real craft i think well not i think i know it's it's yeah like in in saying that story as well like i i realize that that is a very unhealthy way to act. Like, you know, you can't just go from falling in love with everyone. No. Which is what I did for a while. Like, You'd be in a constant state true, of heartbreak but, you know, or adultery. Think, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, you've got to find ways to separate yourself from it. But I guess the essence of it is there. And I listened to this podcast with Jake Johnson not too long ago, who's in New Girl and is alongside Tom Cruise and The Mummy. Um, and he, he talks about, like, I, I like the way he put it because Wapo is very much like, you know, the method isn't, isn't right. Like we don't really support the method. Um, you know, use, as you said, like, you know, techniques and stuff to get there without having to go there in a mm. way. But Jake was like almost against it. Just like what I love about acting is that you have these real interactions with people. Like if you're in, in a relationship and in love with someone on screen for and you're there for four months, like, you know, a little part of you is going to fall in love with them. And, and that's cool. Like, where else do you get to do that kind of, you know, you just have to... Yeah, you just have to know how to wash real, it off. The real side of it. Yeah. You can't, you can't... And I really didn't when I started. But, um, yeah, I think Whopper really... Because that was all I had before I went into Whopper. I had no training. I just had Miles classes. So, literally, if someone was, like, fall in love with someone, I would just go in there and be like, you know, 
I'm, I'm that guy. I can pull it off. I was like, right, well, that's my job, and I would, and like, it, it, it hurts when it, your little whatever short film finishes. Yeah. Ah, like, oh, now I've got to work through that little bit of heartache. But um, Brian Cranston yeah. says it best. I don't know. I I don't know. Around, that's yeah. all right. Uh, Brian Cranston says it best. He's you know talks about some famous scenes of his, and he just says, you know, you know, like actors, especially who are who are cut from that cloth, um, we pay a price for those scenes, you know? Um, mm. And, I mean, who am I to question fucking Brian Cranston? Like, I know that, that there is that there is that club of actors who who do pay that price and it is real and they do hold on to things and, and what have you. But um, there's, there's the other side of that coin where you're... Uh, like uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio's of the world who I'm not going to say don't feel anything, but he doesn't pay a price for nothing. His is purely make believe. And he's so good. Now, I could be totally wrong about this, but I don't think I am. I think, I think he comes from the physiological side of acting where you represent it. You make the body do what it would do in that scenario. There's no, there's no um, deep, dark fucking, troubling memory or sensory technique that you're using to to unveil a fucking hidden gem that's going to cause you to spiral into decay on screen you know what i mean his is purely this is the scene these are the given circumstances this is what my character would do and this is what it would look like okay then i'll do that you know and and anthony hopkins is the same he didn't get all dark and fucked up for silence of the lands he's just like this will look scary and this will work and that's the physiology and that's what I'm going to do. So when it's cut, he's Anthony Hopkins again. And then it's action, he's Hannibal Lecter. There's no crossover. and there's, there's, So there's yeah. different schools like that. So one's healthier than the other. One is, you know, sure. you're um, Marlon Brando and 200 pounds and suicidal and the other is... You know, you're fit and fighting Clint Eastwood at 92. You know what I mean? Like still making films. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Meryl's. That they just kept talking about Meryl at one point. They were just like, "Watch Meryl, watch Meryl." She's like a she's a true chameleon, you know. Yeah. But she's also got a seemingly happy home life. She just kind of stays out of the spotlight, and like this is just like her job. And you can totally see that. But she's she seems like a healthy individual. Um, you know, yeah, Tom Hanks is the well. same man. Yeah, oh, Tom Hugh Hugh Jackman, like you know. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You don't see fucking Hugh running around all fucked up after like Logan or The Fountain or whatever, and depressed and shit. It's like that. That it's not that I don't get it. I do understand it, but for me, in my limited experience, like a big heavy scene or whatever, like when you cut. You're, I'm pumped that it was so heavy and so dark and you felt so much. I fucking love that, you know? So I'm like, it's it's almost yeah, harder no, to get back to it. Kind of yeah. It's just that adrenaline is going through. Mm. But the end of, um, which is now called Closure, but was Lauren, the third oh. the third film that you and I have worked on together. Oh, yes. Uh, which, unfortunately, you've been cut out of. Um yeah, I know. You knew that, right? <laughs> I, think, um, I think I'm just going to tell you. 
I'm yeah. Just, yeah. I'm just See ya. <laughs> um, oh, dear. No, I, I wasn't aware of it. Um, I'll, 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 I'll unveil. I'll, I'll unveil. But, um, you know, the end of that, that film, um, and I won't give it away, but, but it's, there's a very, very heavy, heavy scene where me and um, Nick, uh, you know, it's, it's fucking extreme. And it, but, but it went for a long time. But, you, you know, you're depleted and there's nothing left and you get to the end of it. But you're both like... I don't know. I'm super excited, you know. Um, the reason you got cut is, if you recall, that bathtub was just a fucking nightmare. Um, it, was very it was very tight. And it was all we could get at the time. And so what's happened is that now the, the film has actually been extended into a 10-part miniseries. Heck, yeah, so they managed cool. to actually walk away with about 45 minutes of footage um, but they want to reshoot those scenes to suit and to look a little bit better because it was tight and there was lots of fuck ups. Um, yeah. and, and also more than anything else is when you look back on it, it just, we weren't able to create enough disparity or difference between Lauren and, and Angelique, Nick and Nick. So when you go from, modern day to a flashback it's like well that's uh, am i looking at the same person you know what i mean you know how we used her for the former whatever um so 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 that all has to be reshot just because of that because it just doesn't track um which means all your scenes got cut (laughs) i know right um but at least the film was salvaged because it was in the bin there for a little bit. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. Yeah. But hey, it, it was a fun couple of days on set. Look, it was so... I got to meet your stepmom. Yeah, I mean, but... I got to meet Nick. Yeah, and you got to meet my wife. And a nice tofu sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know... Yeah, I did. I, I really got to hang out with Erica a bit. Um, who's, who's I think this is... Thank you. Um, I think this is a probably a sweet little spot to, to wrap it up because we talked about how you and I know each other was running in to a film set and it was, for me, it was really, really serendipitous and, and really great that the first film that I was making after all these years of us training with the same coach and going and doing it, all these different things and sort of always living in different towns for most of it, um, for you to serendipitously be on your way to Melbourne and me not having yet cast that part and not being able to find mm. anyone and you and and the director going actually yeah sweet it, that lineup was so great yeah it was it was very serendipitous so yeah cheers probably bad luck my empty glass of water well cheers ah. my my friend um it's really great to catch up with you and I appreciate you taking the time to 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 sit down and have a chat and um i'm just so pumped that you're doing all this stuff man it's it's fucking i can't tell you how happy that makes me because it's i've always just knew that that was where you should be headed and you sort of had to find your own way there of course and you found it so i'm really pumped about that yeah man thank you thank you anytime (laughs) i really don't know yeah well no it's it's good what what it's good you really don't know after all of that (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, 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 I, I, I was just going to say, it's uh, just edit that out. <laughs>
<laughs> no, 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 no. You're on. You're gonna fin- you're gonna finish that sentence. Oh, I'll just say like like as I said before, like it feels like there's momentum for me. I almost feel a bit it like it just feels a bit dark almost, you know, like like I'm genuinely pumped that the furnace is doing great things. Um but I am very aware that I have one set. Ah, oh, right, right, right. No, no. Um, okay. But, you know, <coughs> but hey, for me, it's giving me a sense of like momentum and direction. And I honestly feel like that's, that's the most that important thing. That is the most outside. important thing, man, because you are not... And I can go into some other films now with like just a bit of confidence. It's not like arrogance. It's not like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I've been in this film. It's just like... This is kind of working and it's just like, it just gives me an impetus to like, you know, do the work and to just not be, you know, not be an anxious mess and just be like, I got Yes, a hundred percent. It is, it is a collective gathering of, of well, I've gathered the same thing, um, experiences that go into your tool belt when you step onto the next thing. And someone said this the other day and it is so, so spot on, you are not the film that you are working on, the film or whatever project that you're working on is the stepping stone to the next thing. And it's the next thing that'll be great. And then the next thing after that is greater again because of that great thing that came before it, provided they're good and you utilize them the right way. So, and and I'm glad you finished that sentence because we all do the exact same thing. Like I haven't acted in a, in a, in a um, fictional narrative since since my film and that's 18 months ago and so sometimes yeah, I right. think fuck you know like I've been doing showreel scenes and I've been doing vignettes here and I've been writing a lot and I've been doing this which yeah, is great awesome. yeah, yeah I just wrote a pilot you know like in in lockdown fantastic. like and we're gonna shoot it like it's and I'm really excited but uh like for a, a tv show for a tv show yeah yeah um but you do, you do go, well, that's off there doing great and, and now I'm done and I'm finished. And like, really, is that little like 30 seconds that I was in that film going to fucking do anything for me? But it, it, it I think it's at least 50. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it'll do more for you internally that they will never know when you walk on to the next thing. And that's what's really, really great about yeah. it. Well, like even as I was saying, you know, that, that, that evening where, you know, all these big renowned actors were just like taking me under their wing and buying me beers and we just got drunk together and just shared stories. It was just like, this is where I'm yep. going to be. This is cool. So, yeah. It gives you something to aim for, maybe. All right, man. Yeah. I love your work. All right. Love what you're doing too, man. Well done on the podcast. Literally, that, that last interview was, it was great. Everyone should listen to it. Dylan Smith. Yeah, he's he, um, yeah, he's yeah. really great. He's got a great body of work. Um, thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, no worries. See ya. See ya.